Hi there. Welcome to Revolution Pali, a podcast for changemakers in Africa. Where we discuss politics, economics, innovation and development in Africa and Nigeria. We focus on tough issues, opposing views and satirical politics. We hope we can ignite the flame to make a difference in Africa. Every week, we have guests from all walks of life who view their opinions as critical to the development of Africa and would like to share it with the world. We hope you will listen and also send us your comments. Happy listening and see you in the show. Welcome to Revolution Pali Podcast. Uh, a wonderful time, one more time, and good to see you again. Uh, this is part two of our discussion. So we had part one, and to me, part one was super successful. It was among the highest downloads we had in the podcast. And I always make reference to it, though the quality was not that good, but I hope this one will be much more better. So uh, good to have you. Welcome back. Thank you. Mr. Chizaram, it's a pleasure. So let's dive right to what we have uh, today. Uh, first, there's a, there's a huge problem in the ed- education sector, especially in Nigeria, Africa and Nigeria in particular. What, what's the problem like from your perspective and from, from what it is from your work in, in the education sector? Okay, so the education space in Nigeria and actually in largely in across Africa is really lagging behind. And um, if you read um, data from the World Education Commission and the likes, um, they say our education system is almost like 70 years behind. And if most governments or education sector players continue with the status quo, it will take uh, most African countries over 42 years to catch up. So there's actually a need to do things um, differently. And what we set out to do um, is to um, fix that. So we have issue of uh, poor quality of learning. So you have millions of kids in school that are not learning. So they are almost as good as being out of school. Um, we have the largest number of out of school children in the world. And then you have a shortage of quality teachers. Coupled with that, you have a high unemployment rate. So those are some factors we are looking at um, that led us to coming up with a new program. So I think that's some background on the problem so far. Okay. Uh, we've talked about this before in terms of the uh, in terms of the solution you guys are trying to provide. Uh, we've talked about the the tech. Well, I just wanted to do like a quick recap so that our audience will be able to uh, get, a, a, for those who are just watching or listening to this for the first time, uh, they can get like an overview of the solution you have provided in this industry, in the education industry, to tackle uh, out-of-school children problem. Okay, so briefly, what we've done is called um, the Mavis Talking Books. 
um, it's actually an offline learning solution that makes it easy to get kids or even adult learners to improve in literacy, numeracy, science, language learning, a whole lot. Um, because like you know, in most um, parts of the country, Nigeria, you do not have enough quality teachers. Then even when you tell them to go to these rural areas, most of them won't go there. One, the standard of living is not great. Insecurity is a huge problem. A number of them have been killed, attacked, especially in the Northeast. And it's happening now in the Northwest and even down South as well. So we know that our internet rates are one of the most expensive in the world. So internet is not really available. Where it's available is very expensive. And in these rural settings, you have a lot of children who are not learning, they have a lot of restive youths, they are not employed. So what we've done with our talking books is a digital pen and book. So all it is is turn it on, tap on the book, and it sounds out the audio. So you can use local languages to teach English or math or science, whatever. So you can use Hausa, Yoruba, Google, Epic, whatever, um, so to teach people. So when children learn in their language, they do better and it's been seen around the world. So you what we've done is to use a locally relevant technology as offline affordable uh, to solve that problem of poor quality teachers and uh, lack of quality learning happening in the classroom. So with the talking books, children can learn in their homes, in their communities, because even with the spate of kidnappings in schools, which is sadly a new occurrence almost every other week now, it's easy to match children up when they are assembled in one location. But with our solution, it's children are in their homes. So it's more difficult for a terror group to go from house to house to match up hundreds of kids. But when they're in the school, they're like sitting ducks because there's no proper security in the country. So but when children can learn in their homes, still get quality learning, it not only improves um, learning outcomes for them, but it also ensures their safety, which is the reality of what you face now in Nigeria. So those are some of the things we do with uh, these problems. So now you you have uh, what we call, a, you have a program, you called it the Mavis Stepping Program. What's the program all about? Okay, so the Mavis Stepping Stone Program um, actually came out of some research we've been doing lately. Um, because we like to solve big problems. We don't uh, settle for conventional stuff. So once we see there's a challenge and no one is doing anything about it, and obviously there's a business case for it, then we go tackle those problems. So we, the two problems we're tackling is the large number of out-of-school kids and the ones in school who are not learning. So that's poor quality education on one hand. And then on the other hand, you have the high unemployment rate and underemployment. So by the time you put unemployment, which is roughly around 3%, and underemployment, which is something percent, you see that almost half um, of the young people in this country are not employed, or they are underemployed. So those are underemployed being in jobs where they are not making any meaningful wage. So if somebody is earning 7,000 Naira a month, that's the person's work may even be costing almost close to 15,000, 20,000 transportation from their house to the work. So, the person is virtually not working. If the person didn't have like family and things to even help supplement, or if the person didn't like walk to the office, they can't even afford to even get to the office. So you have situations like that. And some people have 
graduated, they don't have work, there's no work in sight. So we are like, we feel that there's a way to combine this. So that's what led to the Stepping Stone program. And we were looking at it that for education solutions to scale, one has to make a business case for it. Just like healthcare, once good healthcare, you go um, to private hospitals and you pay premium. Or if you're fortunate, you can have an insurance plan and it helps solve that. So but what we looked at was that nobody was thinking critically along that line, the education space. So that's what led to that. So through the Stepping Stone program, um, we enable young people apply, we screen and select. And then when they, um, that's how we started with the pilots because we wanted to test that this idea was actually feasible. So we put out a call. We didn't even want to advertise it too much. So we have a manageable crowd. So just shared it on our WhatsApp story, Instagram, Facebook, and things like that. We didn't even promote it. We got about 213 applications and we eventually screened that um, down to about eight people. Because we wanted people who are based here in Abuja and who are not working and, and things like that. So we um, gave them intensive training for about two, three days, then equipped them with the Mavis pen and the Mavis books with, this, with a solar kit. So even if they are in a community, they can teach. So the design of the Stepping Stone program is that people who are without jobs can educate children, whether through like a home lesson kind of design. So whether these children are from low, middle or upper income families, they educate people close to them. So they, need, they don't need to be spending a lot of money on transport, but they may not even spend money on transport at all. And any money they earn, they keep as their salary. So we don't get a cut from that. So we wanted to test that before we now fully open it up as a full-fledged program. So when we did that, we saw a number of them. Some have already started earning 50,000 a month, some are earning 56,000. So you see some people will get a family that will be paying 30K a month. Uh, maybe he has two children. Another family will pay for two children, 20K. Then some of them will be like, okay, in addition to this, um, you're coming three times a week. Those other days you're not coming. Let me just buy the talking pen and book so that the children can continue their learning during those periods. So, and we've seen that by next month, some of them will be on track to make 70K, some of them actually more. Uh, so, because some of them are now getting a lot of requests from people and all of that, summer programs that are coming up and um, a whole lot of things. So, a number of people are now switching to this. So, one story from the program, there was one of the uh, uh, facilitators, as we call them. She mentioned that the parents were so excited because getting the children to sit in one place, focus and learn was really hard. But with the talking books, it has an element of, you know, fun. You turn on the pen, you tap, you're sounding out the audio. So you're excited seeing um, paper coming to life or talking. <laughs> so it gets that their engagement. And also the content is standardized. It follows the national curriculum. So anybody who goes through it gets what they'll get in the school. So it helps them supplement their learning. And for those who have not been to school at all, it helps them and pick up well. There are some people with special needs that some of these facilitators are even catering to and seeing them making tremendous progress. So for us, it was both um, improving learning outcomes and creating job opportunities. So our goal is that by 2023, we want to see um, over 100,000 young people employed and over 3 million kids well educated through this Amazing Stepping Stone program. So um, if you permit me, I, I think I'll share 
my screen so I can um, you can have some visuals so you kind of get a sense of what the program is about. That's that's fine. I think it says the host has disabled screen sharing. Okay, anyway, I can just talk uh, through it. Okay, okay, it's not allowing me to share my screen, but I can just talk through it. So basically, um, what we want to do now is that we are now um, post pilot. We want to open up the program for anybody to key in. So, who are I'm the target? You, I'm giving you approval to share. So, you have approval right now. Okay. I just didn't get that done in the first place. Please. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Okay. Can you see my screen now? Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. So, um, this picture you see here is actually um, two young boys in the family. Um, where on the step, maybe stepping stone program where a facilitator takes them through the talking book. So you see by the side, there are still some exercise workbooks and all that they use to enhance the learning and all. So yes. what we've done, um, like we said, is that um, people who are targets for this are people who do not have jobs. So a lot of people in towns, in the diaspora, living abroad and all that, they always have that one cousin or nephew or niece or relative who is always asking them for money. Uh, even people in towns and all that, they always have people asking them for money. And there's only so much you can give. And if you don't have a sustainable way to empower the person, the person will always keep coming back. And you obviously can't keep saying yes every time because that means at some point, you don't have the money to care, take care of yourself and your family. So what this does is that for just 90,000 Naira, we can empower um, a young person to get a job so they will come through an intensive two-day training where we take them through how to use the talking books to deliver quality learning to children they learn how to conduct assessments because we want them to want to be able to measure and say oh this child couldn't read like we've seen um, in the past few weeks some of them that couldn't read are already doing three letter blends four letter blends and that's tremendous progress in the coming months they'll be doing a whole lot more so we teach them how to assess the children periodically so they can measure their growth because you can't improve what you're not measuring. And then we also teach them how to generate revenue because there are different pricing models depending on the kinds of uh, families you're reaching. Yeah, so those are things we cover during the training. Then that we also covers them getting the Mavis pen and six Mavis books of their choice. So some of them, if they are going to work in the community in the North, in the one, the house at English book for literacy. If they are also going to mix that with some kids in some families, um, in middle income families, they want the English and math and the one, two, and things like that. So they get the pen and books. And we also we include a solar, a portable solar kit. So depending on where they are, even if there's no power, they can always charge the pen. So it's a small um, kit. So we thought of the whole thing, both power um, and um, usage scenarios and all of that. So for 90,000 Naira, somebody can um, empower a young person to get a meaningful job. So some of them could be earning 50,000, 60,000, 70,000 Naira a month or even more, depending. So how much they earn actually depends on how hardworking they are. Uh, and then that's for life. So they make that money. Um, we don't, uh, they don't remit that to us. So obviously people be asking, okay, so how do you make money from the 
90 kids um, helps cover the cost of using the talking books and all of that. So people can really um, get employed. So if it's a company that says, oh, we want to do a CSR, CSR, you don't have to be a very big company like Dangote or anything <laughs> that you need to avoid. I say, well, you need to donate hundreds of millions of dollars or things like that. No, 90K can help you empower somebody for life. If you say, okay, you want to do 10 um, young people, that is 900,000 and you're empowering them. Uh, so it's people can start with whatever um, budget they have and then they can really um, get a lot of people empowered. So this is a program we've designed and we are really excited about it. Uh, it's the future of what we are doing. Um, because <laughs> beyond just learning, it's creating jobs. Uh, and for us, beyond just measuring all oh, these kids are learning, we want to be able to um, say that we created this number of jobs. And because when people are employed, it helps the society overall. You have less restless people that are going to terrorism, kidnapping, and things like that. So everybody can see for that. So these are things we're thinking of, and that led us to um, designing this program. So we'll be yeah. happy to get people across the country, whether in Abuja, Lagos, Edo, Kaduna, Kano, people can sign up to the program from anywhere. They can start with as many um, people as they want, or they can start with just that one person and they're good to go. Yeah, so uh, I, there are questions I have with regards to um, the, how, you, how you could scale this model. Uh, I, I want to also, because Again, this is a fantastic model. Being able to uh, start up something on the move uh, for, for people that are unemployed is, is a really good model. And not, not only are you uh, getting a job, you're also making impact as an unemployed person. So, exactly. so my question, yeah, my question is, uh, so in terms of the kids, who are the major target audience for uh, this pro program? The, the kids, What's the range of age or class that, that these kids could be in, uh, just in case someone is interested and they want to be part of the program? Uh, what, what's the range of uh, class for, for these uh, kids? Okay, so the program for now is targeted at children who are in nursery and primary school. So you can say um, from nursery one to primary six. So that's our target market. So you're okay. looking at children who are roughly about ages four um, to about maybe 12, thereabouts. So okay. but that, that's it. We actually, um, to, we, that's the range. But like, you know, with any good product or service, uh, most times customers will push it beyond because they've seen demand and they find that it's actually meeting those needs. So there's some of our facilitators that are now expanding to even provide learning for um, housemates so a number of parents may want the housemates to be at home to cater to the child and them to prepare food look after them and all of that so a number of them won't want to send them to school not that they don't want to but it's not convenient they got them to do that work as it were so but then they have this guilt inside that this young person is just here so we've seen one of the facilitators has now started catering to house help so they come provide the learning for them and then they go. So um, so that way they can even fix that. So house house can even use it to learn as it were. So if they go through this program, first year, second year, third year, fourth year, 
they can now just maybe towards from the five or six enroll in a school, take an exam, and then go into secondary school. So this helps fix that. Then even children who are struggling in school, so some of them are in private schools, and some of them, like some of our facilitators, are even using our language books to teach them English, French, um, Spanish. And exactly. Things. Yes, because I wanted to mention that. I wanted yeah. to mention the fact that uh, you could. So, uh, as I focus on focusing on the basic curriculum for learning, you could translate this into a, a language learning uh, product and also exactly. expand your scope of, of, exactly. of business. Oh, great. Yeah, exactly. So, that, so that's basically it. So, um, one of the facilitators on the program um, actually um, teaches French. So, she's gotten this, she's using this now. So, she's now teaching both English and French using the talking books. And, is increasing her earnings as well. So, and she's even now getting requests from the school that um, wants to now embed it as part of the package when um, parents um, register children in their school. So they'll get the pen with all six languages. They'll get French, Spanish, Arabic, they'll get Hausa, Igbo, Yoruba. So um, the program, the any potentials for this benef um, program beneficiaries, this facility learning, facilitators are huge. So they'll be making recurrent revenue from the fees they charge, um, whether it's middle-income families, upper-income families, or some of them who want to do lower-income families and maybe charging them like 200 naira per day and things like that because there are some of them on that on the program doing that as well. They can earn money from those monthly fees that the parents pay. And some of them could even have opportunities like, oh, the school and an organization says, you know what, we want to buy these pens and books. So they get commissions from sales on those um, pens and books as well. So our ultimate goal is for these people to create um, meaningful revenue. And uh, prior to now, there's hardly been anything like that in our market to show that there's a business case for education. So um, when we put out the call, um, some people are thinking, oh, um, it means that maybe this is going to be paying them salaries. No, we don't, we now um, had the Zoom session. <laughs> With them and let them know that that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> not sitting on one big uh, pile of cash, but we, we, we saw that there's a way to create opportunities and train these people to be able to make a living. Because anywhere, so, so basically, this is what it is. Somebody starts a business, you've told yourself that to survive, this business has to work. So I have to put in that work and yeah. get customers to pay me for my service. That's basically it. That's what the Stepping Stone program is. So this business in this case happens to be education. Um, you get the tools, you're going out there to educate these people and they are paying you monthly fees for that. Uh, it's the same for if somebody was going to be um, opening a shop to be selling something or getting a paid employment somewhere. You need to work to earn money. So we want to move people from this entitlement mentality that, oh, um, I just need to find one company that will just be paying me this. So, like, those jobs, sadly, are really not there. Uh, and like you saw statistics that less than 3% of Nigerians have up to 500k in their account. That is really true. Uh, so, but if people can um, commit themselves to fix big problems and like with what we've um, designed with this program, they can actually earn a living for themselves because some of these people are passionate about education, but we've helped them to monetize it as it were. Some of them have done a lot of volunteering. In fact, one of them um, during the training, he mentioned to us, we were all laughing together. He was like, a number of his friends were like, 
guy, you've been doing this volunteer something for years. I said, no money. <laughs> no money for this. <laughs> so, so when he came on this, he's now excited. He started making money. Before he wasn't making anything at all. But now he's mm -hmm. making money. Over the months, he's going to be growing his revenue. So for us, that's our joy that we are creating job opportunities and these people are making a very decent living for themselves. Some of these amounts they make, they may not, not many companies pay that. The companies that can pay yeah. many for salaries, you can almost count them on your fingers. They are not that much, uh, except yeah. you're lucky to get into yeah. those places. So this helps fix that problem. Yeah. So this this is this is an amazing opportunity because as you're speaking, I'm beginning to see that it could even be a part-time job for someone, right? Exactly. Someone who probably exactly. has a main job and wants to, and it has the ease of ease of use. You have technology there to assist you to, to get exactly. things done, and it has a proven track record of uh, being effective with with kids. So I, I think it, yeah, I think it, it will have like a very meaningful impact. Now, now that being said, I just want to throw this question to you first. Do you offer any form of pre, so outside the training, do you ha have kind of, do you help uh, people who come to you market themselves, their services, or do you have any intention of doing that? So do you have like uh, parents who are, who are out there, who are looking for people that, to provide uh, the talking book service to their kids, or, or do you, are you going to consider that in the future? And the second question is, do you intend to, do you have like post-training support for the people who come into your program? Okay, that's a very good question. So um, yes, um, parents can actually reach out to us, or individuals who have words that they want um, to learn. So when we, um, and our ties with the second program as if we provide post-program support. So yes, to that, we have a WhatsApp group. So we map out each of these and we have a database of all these people on the program. So we know who is where. So we can say, okay, this person is in GPOE, this person is in Kuwa, this person is in Zone 6. So when we get requests, so parents can actually reach out to us, um, either by email or our phone number and say, okay, I mean, this area, do you have a teacher in that area? So over time, it's almost going to be like an Uber for education. Just, um, exactly. How did you read my mind? I had that yeah. same word in my mouth. Yeah. I was just going to say it so, after I said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So at some point, as it scales um, through, you could have a, it's almost like a heat map. So you can see, okay, in this area, in Uze 2 or Zone 6 or Apple or whatever, you have five or seven um, teachers around so you can make a pool and say okay I want a teacher from here and my child is struggling with math and then we can say okay this is our teacher from the training so when we do the training we are actually even collecting data to see okay this person is actually strong in languages this person is strong in math so when somebody makes a specific request we can channel the right person like oh this person is good in math he can come and teach so with the talking books it enables you to teach even beyond your area of strength but even at that we still collect data to say okay this person is um, in that area. And we have an active WhatsApp group for this um, Stepping Stone program. So they share experiences, they all learn, they ask questions. So sometimes they may be like, oh, I'm facing this challenge. How do we go about it? And we answer them here real time. So they have um, 
that we give them support so and that support is ongoing so that is an additional benefit they don't pay anything extra for that so when they have challenges because we've done a lot of education um, programs we've done interventions um, reaching tens of thousands of kids across the country and all of that working with development partners u.s embassy fcdo that is former dfid some state governments and other organizations as well so we see the results we understand challenges about engaging with parents engaging with community leaders and things like that so those are things we take them through the training and then when they go out there on the field any questions they have uh, we have someone on the team what to answer their questions so we have a team that's on there in that whatsapp group for them to provide answers real time Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so I have just a few questions before we round up because we have barely um, 10, 10, 15 minutes before we go. Uh, so, yeah, so, all right, so um, I, I wanted to ask this. Do you, do you see this program uh, with the potential to scale? Now, knowing that there's a 90K um, 90k uh, on for uh, unemployed people to 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 surpass. Now I, I am for the fact that if you can get someone to sponsor, if you could have um, the money in cash and you want to put into this project, and you believe in yourself uh, much enough to 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 get money out of it, would you want to lower the barrier of entry? Because Ninety thousand for an unemployed person. Uh, aside the fact that sponsorship, uh, NGOs, government organizations can actually come to this, how would you want to lower the entry barrier for someone who wants to start this as a um, as an unemployed person? Probably who has, you know, uh, you said lots of Nigerians have less than three percent of Nigerians who have. Uh, over 500k in the accounts. I even believe you can take that number. If you take it lower, put it down to 100,000, you, you get maybe five percent. Five percent of Nigerians who have 100,000 in the account. So, uh, how would you want to lower that entry barrier? Are you being innovative right now about bringing a 90k if it's to half the amount, or so you get commitment? Because once the money starts rolling in people would, would be part of it. Yeah, okay. So I, I get your question. So first of all, um, it's a really affordable price. The target for who is actually going to pay um, is not the unemployed person because for one, they don't have that money in the first place. So it's either their parents, their uncles, their aunties, or even NGOs who want to support young people. They work with youth, they do youth empowerment programs. They are looking for how can we create opportunities for young people. Um, some governments, whether it's a government individual um, that's running for office, um, it's like, oh, if I can um, do 90K for um, 10 people, that's 900. 100 they, they is 90k for, yeah. yes, that's yeah. more money. Yeah. It's more money yeah. for, 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 enough, yeah. for a number of them, that is um, chicken change. And even yeah. governments, development partners, both um, international NGOs and local ones can easily key into this program. So those are the people who are actually going to pay. Or even philanthropies, there are some rich business people that are making multiple billions of naira. 
some of them are making hundreds of millions of dollars when you convert it as well. So a number of them are always looking for ways to give back. But sadly, a number of intervention, uh, things are designed as interventions. This is not an intervention, it's, it's a business. So it's designed as a business case. So you put in money and these people are empowered for life. So it's not like an intervention that you do something, you get a press team, they come and take pictures. After the one year program, everything falls apart. So you see countless um, NGOs do interventions. After the funding dries up, everything goes to pieces. Nothing works after that. So those were even some of the things we took into consideration when we were designing this program. So it's a sustainable model. So parents can key in, uh, relatives can key in, people living abroad in the diaspora. So some of them will even do some funny things like, oh, this person, they're always disturbing for money. Let's buy a laptop and send it to them. But the issue is not, it's never an interventionist kind of approach. It has to be a program. It has to be something that works. If you send them a laptop, maybe with the exchange rate now, a fairly good laptop may be like 160 to 250k or something like that. It depends on the kind of system you're getting. When you send them that laptop, what next? How are they going to learn? Are you sending it to them to learn Excel to do spreadsheets, inventory or what? Are you sending it to them to learn graphics? You've not paid for the $600 for the Corel Draw, whatever it is for them to learn. You've not paid for um, them to learn Office and all that. So it just goes there and what happens is that even makes them worse. So they just go buy movies and watch on it. So it's almost like if you empower them to be more useless with themselves, that's it. <laughs> So, so what it is, and then you also have these NGOs that are always trying to raise money and they cannot honestly raise money. So their program, some of them, it dies within months, some of them even weeks, some of them, it doesn't even, it runs for a year and then it dies because there's no money. So what this is, is that it's like you're seeding. somebody and access to a lifeline people so it's just like um, let me even put it um, so you have the user of the product and then the customer so for example if you have a school a child is going to the school that child is not the person who is paying you the money as it were is the parents do you get so but the end user of the product is the child so that's basically how it is so in this case the person who is paying for the money is the parents, the uncle, the auntie, wherever they are here, Lagos, wherever, or abroad, or wherever, or a donor, or wherever it is, or a philanthropist, or whoever wants to support them. The person pays that, and then they are empowered. So we're not, they are the end users, almost like the children, the school where the parents pay their fees. So I don't know if it's clear. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Chizoram. It's always amazing to have you on my uh, show, on my podcast. Now, this particular session we have right now will be translated into a, uh, not just translated, will be converted into a learning module. So I, I think we're going to call it uh, Uber for Learning, uh, NYU Work, or kind of like uh, get, get a self-employed. It's a very powerful model, and I have so much support of this. And I'm going to, so I think we should also probably take, so I want to take you, please, if you can download the Clubhouse Clubhouse app, I'm, I'm going to plead with you to please do that so I can host you. There's a particular room I want to host you in. It's called uh, the Nigerian Diaspora Room. Okay? Hello, can you hear me? 
Hello. Okay, sorry, I lost you for a while. You are talking about um, you are talking about downloading. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so, I want you to uh, download Clubhouse. Come on, Clubhouse. I could send you the link, and I want to host you in a special room. It's called the Nigerian Diaspora Room. It's a room for Nigerians or Africans who are in diaspora. This is a very important message that I think they also need to hear about. And trust me, if you come to that room, well, I think we're going to get one or two people commit to uh, uh, commit to this uh, model, uh, commit to this service. Uh, and it will be a good start. I also would like to get okay. involved if it's possible okay. to uh, maybe assign one or two persons, probably before the end of August, uh, send one or two persons to you guys so that... Uh, if you can train them and they can start earning as uh, quick as possible. I want to thank you so much. Thank you to your team. Thank you to Mavis. Thank you for the innovations you guys keep bringing to, to Africa, especially covering this uh, threat to our education system. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great work you guys are doing. We look forward to uh, seeing more of you in this space. And thank you for being on my podcast one more time. Thank you. And for this reason, I will actually come on Clubhouse. Thank you. I've thank you. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope to see you. I'll probably send you a link. Uh, yeah, so you register, you get, you get an invite. Thank you very much. Sir. Okay, no problem. Thank you. And have thank a you wonderful for... day ahead. Yeah. Okay, you too. Goodbye then. So thank you so much for uh, listening to the first edition of the Revolution Pali podcast. It's been an amazing time and we look forward to having more guests join us in the future uh, weekly basis to share their uh, experiences and how they are making a difference in, on the continent of Africa. So look forward to all your feedback, all your responses. Uh, don't forget to share with your network uh, this uh, podcast to keep us going and do have an amazing time ahead. Thank you.